What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast and I have very interesting guest today. Her name is Carrie Burke and we'll be talking about how to build confidence and write your own relationship rules. 20-year-old Carrie Burke is a verified content creator across several social media channels including TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat and Pinterest with monthly engagement of more than 70 million. Bella Magazine declared her an ambitious and dedicated boss babe, and the Wall Street Journal dubbed her as a community-minded young creator. Carrie voices the role of Heather on season 3 of Brad TV's Crown Lake and plays Karina in Brad TV's Stage Fright. She was a cast member of Paramount, series of Next Influencer, Carrie is a best-selling children's book author and has co-written over 21 children's books. And her incredible book, My Real Life Rom-Com, is Carrie's solo debut. So in this episode, Carrie shares her dating adventures and misadventures to help women, teens, discover more about themselves and the relationships they deserve. Burke tackles some tough questions with honesty and humor. Carrie sharing her ups and downs of teen love, intimacy, and coming of age in a social media saturated society. We're also discussing so many dating issues, and I'm personally sharing my dating stories and the first love stories. Carrie sharing dating advice and advice on how to find their love, and so much more. So it's a very interesting episode, guys. And before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Carrie. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. And so glad to have you back on my podcast because we recorded one episode before and it was back in pandemic when things were crazy. And yeah. We had a really lovely conversation back then, and since then, you got so many more accomplishments and became even more successful, so we would love to know more about you. How are you so successful at such a young age? Yeah, I feel like since 2020, when we last spoke, I feel like so much has happened. Um, Obviously, like I'm older now. That was three years ago, so I'm 20 now, and I've always been a writer, and now I'm 
focusing on my book. So during the pandemic, I kind of had this project under wraps for a book and I didn't really tell anyone. And once I got my book deal, I still kept it a secret until like I had the cover and everything ready to announce. And now I'm excited because everything is in full swing. The book is coming out on September 19th and I'm just ready to go and get the ball rolling finally. That's incredible. Congratulations on your book deal and so excited for you to write the book. And also it's the hardest part always to keep it a secret because you want to share it so badly with everyone, but you have to kind of like keep it to yourself till you actually know more till you actually get a deal. Like I have so many projects behind the scene that I can't even share. And I'm like, oh my God, why can't I share it yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like for months, I just wanted to show people so badly what I've been working on, but I, I couldn't. So I would tell my friends, basically, I would like send chapters to my friends and just have them like, here, let me show you so you can see. <laughs> so this is the book, basically. Okay, so I would show chapters to my friends and basically like send it and like get their feedback and they'd send it back to me and they'd be like oh my god Carrie like you have to release this you have to show the world but I couldn't because I wanted to make sure I had my book deal and everything was solidified I didn't want to put it out in the universe yet until I knew for sure that it was happening but now obviously it is happening so I feel very grateful that's amazing congratulations again and what was the most challenging part to write the book I think the most challenging part, so I'll give you a little bit of a, a synopsis on the book first, so it makes more sense. So the book is basically like, think of it as a sex in the city, but for Gen Z. So it's about my adventures in dating, so it's nonfiction, it's my adventures in dating as a teenager in New York City and what I learned along the way. So it's not really a how-to guide or a dating guide per se. Each chapter is dedicated to a different guy that I've crossed paths with and a different experience. And I'm letting readers really enjoy it, read it as if they're on their own journeys with me and kind of take what they will. So I'm not telling people how to date or who to date. I'm helping them along their way by showing them through my experiences. So with that said, <laughs> I think the most challenging part of writing the book was probably reliving all of the emotional trauma because it's a lot. I mean, the book is very vulnerable. It's very real. And there's a lot of heartbreak in it, a lot of tears. And I think reading that over and writing it so authentically was difficult, but I've always learned like the best writing is true writing. So I knew that was necessary in order to create the finished product that I wanted to put out there. It's definitely hard to pour your heart out and kind of share your personal information and experiences with the world. And you're kind of putting yourself out there like raw and real. So it is definitely hard. And for you being modern Carrie Bradshaw, the Gen Z Bradshaw, I mean, Carrie Bradshaw, how young girls or teenagers should start dating and what would be your advice on starting dating? For someone starting dating, the number one piece of advice would just be to recognize your own worth and your own value first and then expand that outwards. So I've heard growing up all the time, like self-love is the key to loving others. Like it almost sounds like so cheesy and cliche at this point, 
but it's really true. I mean, I wasn't able to fully embrace love until I recognized my own worth. So for example, if a guy would put me down and not make me feel beautiful, then I would believe it because a guy would make me feel that way. But once I started feeling beautiful myself first, then it helped me expand outwards and really chase that love that I deserve. So I think my number one piece of advice would just be to realize your own worth first and foremost. And then once you feel secure in your own skin, expand outwards and share the love you have for yourself with others. Because once you have that love for yourself, it's clear that you have so much to give. So true. And self-love is definitely not selfish. It's very important to have. And of course, it can apply to any dating scene, even at any age, that self-love is important and to have self-love when you enter into a relationship or when you put yourself out there to date. Because if you don't have it, like you mentioned as well, it's very difficult and you can attract the wrong people that will probably do some wrong things to you that will damage your self-love even more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's very clear when you're insecure in a relationship and I think guys can see it too. Like if you see someone who's clingy or someone who's like constantly seeking reassurance, then it's very clear that that person's not insecure in their own skin, is insecure in their own skin. So it's confidence is really key. And I think that comes with time. But the sooner you realize that and the earlier you realize it, the more mature you'll be in dating. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And also, as far as teenagers, for moms talking about sex and dating with their daughters and vice versa, what advice would you give first, I guess, to teenagers how to approach their parents about this kind of topics and I guess second one because I have so many moms too on my podcast listeners it would be for them as well yeah so I think talking about dating with your parents especially if you're a teenage girl is so taboo like it's awkward and honestly understandable like when I was 13 I didn't really want to be talking to my mom about those topics. And this book can almost be used as a tool to do so and to ease those conversations and make them less awkward. So for example, if a kid comes across or a teenager comes across a moment in my book where you know I'm discovering what sex means for the first time, they can show the book to their parent and say, hey, this is you know an influencer I know and she's talking about this and uh, are you able to explain it a little more to me? It just makes the conversation a little less awkward as opposed to, you know, just raising a question out of nowhere. I mean, if a kid does that, they may worry, like their parents will think, well, where'd you hear that word? Or like, is there a guy that we need to know about? Like, it, it's just awkward and uncomfortable. And I think this book makes those conversations easier and more comfortable between women. Because it really is a feminist book. I mean, it's showing you how to embrace who you are, embrace your sexuality, and be confident in the dating scene. And I think because of that, it's it's a really good tool for mothers and daughters to use together. Because your own dating world, like, yeah, that's you and your own path but also like you were taught to love most likely by example and by looking at 
your parents. So, I mean, it can't hurt to like bring it to your mom and ask your mom because at least for me, my mom was setting the example all along. I love that you have actually written all this in your book and that teenagers and parents can relate to it and they can actually refer to it. But I remember myself growing up, it was so crazy. My parents were so against dating and they were so strict with me and I could not go out till late. I could not stay out late. And I was, I had so many rules that when I turned 18 and I moved out, I lived on my own. Yeah. I actually had my freedom finally. <laughs> I think a lot of it too is just like a topic for discussion. Like there's so many topics for discussion in this book. Yeah. As I said in the beginning, like I'm not telling people how to date. A lot of it is kind of just read my experiences. Here's what I learned. And you take what you will from this situation. So maybe like I make a mistake at the end of a chapter and the teenager shows it to their mom and says, you know, Hey, I want your advice on this. Like the, this character in the book, which happens to be me, uh, did this. Now, how do I go about this in my own life? Do you have any advice for me? So it really just, it eases the conversations in a way it opens up so many topics of discussion in a real way, not in a way of like reading a dating guide written by a 50 year old woman for teenagers. Like this is, I wrote this when I was a teenager. I started writing this book when I was 16. And my hope is that a 16 year old girl will read this and relate and hopefully be, feel comfortable enough to share it with their mom. Because this book is all about, you know, having a comfort read of sitting at home, reading it, not being scared to like have it caught in your hands. Like it's it's really supposed to be comfortable. I love that. That's that's the best. <laughs> and as far as dating, also as far as online dating, what do you think? Is it hard to do online dating or it's better to meet people in person? Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question today. I think I would love to say that I want to meet people in person because that's authentic and you know real and that's how it happened in the old days but also we're living in a world of social media we're really living in a digital world and I think the reality is that so many people meet each other online these days I've seen so many success stories people who have gotten married after meeting on tinder hinge locks club bumble any of those I don't think you should leave dating apps out that's, I think, my conclusion. As people will read in the book, I've had my fair share of dating app disasters. I feel like when you're exploring a dating app, it's kind of bound to happen because these are complete strangers. But also, you might find that one diamond in the rough on a dating app. You just have to be patient, I think. I mean, it takes a lot of swiping, and it's tiring, and you can get burnt out. But if you wait it out, there is a possibility to find real love on a dating app. Yeah, I, I believe in that too. And so many of my friends had so many successful stories online I mean, with online dating, but so many of them had disasters too. Oh <laughs> it's like God, you yes. have to go through like so many, so many frogs before you actually yeah. see that one. 
There's this one story in my book. This is like a little a hint, I guess, towards the book where I kissed a guy and he had a fly on his front tooth, like a dead fly. So like talk about disaster. Like that was just no, <laughs> not good. At least the guy didn't scam you or something like that. My friends had stories when the guys like scam them so badly. So like Tinder, yeah. Twiddler. <laughs> I mean, really anything can happen on a dating app. Yeah. But my philosophy is, I mean, if you don't take the risk, like you'll never know. You have to try. Yeah, I have to like try all the options. And I feel like people were doing online dating more in pandemic. But when pandemic was over, they started doing it in person and try to go out and meet people out yeah. as well but then they had to go back to online dating because online you meet way more people than you can meet in person so it's still kind of an option yeah definitely I feel like when I I joined my first dating app when I turned 18 and it really like expanded my horizons like it would always be so hard to meet guys at school I mean there was a hundred people there were a hundred people in my class and about half of those were guys and there was like nobody I was really interested in I turned 18 and I joined a dating app and I was just like wow like there are so many people out there there's so many options even like I think that's an important thing for people to remember too when they're going through a breakup like there are so many guys out there and good guys too many of which are on dating apps you just have to be patient and be careful on dating apps. I'm glad you mentioned like there's some good guys too. Yes, I totally agree with you on this one too because when they experience a breakup, they just feel like there's no options left anymore and there's no one out there they will like and love anymore. So yeah, there are some good guys left. You just have to keep looking, don't give up because it's so easy to give up after bad experiences. It is, and especially... When you're a teenager, a lot of teenagers are experiencing love for the first time. And that breakup, if you break up, can feel just like earth shattering because you've never felt what it feels like to go through heartbreak before. And I hadn't seen anyone really write what that felt like authentically. Only like things that I've Googled that, as I said, like 50 year old women have written. So I actually my, started writing my book after my first breakup, the day of my first breakup when I was 16. So that chapter, it's chapter two in the book. It's called The First Love. It depicts what it's like to fall in love and have your heart broken when you're a teenager in an authentic way that I think is missing out there right now. And that was a void I really wanted to fill. Yeah, like you mentioned, it's so sad at that age. I had crazy stories when I was teenager and two huge loves actually one of my first guys was when I was 18 I met that guy who was my first guy and my parents were so strict on him they were like you can't have anything serious unless you give her a ring so he actually proposed oh my <laughs> gave me a ring, but I had I gave it back to him because I I knew I was way too young and I would not want to get married at 18 I mean 19 at that time yeah it's much to learn still yeah, yeah it was totally I was totally not ready and then the second time I got engaged when I was I think 20 because 
I, I went to Ukraine back when my family was still there for summer and I met the guy there and we fell in love and we we had like long distance relationship for a long time for like six seven years I made him fiance visa to come to US but then he cheated on me and I mean we had long distance so it was totally possible and then he's supposed to come to US and we're supposed to get married and I told him not to (laughs) I'm so sorry that's a crazy story it was and it's like you know it was for a long time so I was going back to Ukraine and I had my life here so it was back and forth but I was only 18 when I 19 when I met him and to like 23 22 I was dating him and it was it was crazy because at such a young age but I I don't know why I got hanging on on someone in other country like when I had all the options open here (laughs) I mean long distance just never works no it's so hard it's so hard too yeah I mean people who make it work like kudos to you yeah I I just don't think that would work for me (laughs) me too yeah and also kind of a little bit off topic but you have so much success going on for you we would love to know more about your career and how you became so successful because you're a contributor to Huffington Post, New York Post, and so many others. So we would love to know more about your career. Yeah, I mean, I started writing when I was eight years old. I wrote these children's books with my mom. So that was kind of how everything started. I always loved to write. I had a fashion blog at one point when I was 17. And that kind of dissipated because I went to college and I didn't really have enough time to keep up with it. But now I'm studying journalism in college. I'm going into my senior year and I'm excited because now I'm finally like breaking into the world of journalism and putting those skills that I've been learning for the past three years in school to good use. So I'm freelancing for a bunch of different publications. So for Huffington Post, for the New York Post, Page Six, Cider, a bunch of different publications that you know I've looked up to growing up. So it's it's really exciting to be able to kind of get out there into the world and break into this field of journalism. So I've wanted to for a long time, but I haven't been old enough. Wow, I admire you because you have so much success already. So many great options open for you. So it's definitely really good. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you. Yeah, why are you a good person to give a teen uh, dating advice? Because I wrote this book when I was a teenager. And nobody knows what it's like to be a teenager more than a teenager. And there's just too many adults out there telling teenagers how they should go about their dating lives. I mean, I understand it, I think, better than anyone because I was going through it too. 
so if I had a book like this when I was a 16 year old girl going through my first heartbreak, I think it would make me feel seen and heard and it would boost my confidence back up again because it took me a really long time to get over that heartbreak because I didn't really understand what it meant to love and be loved. And I think that's something that you learn over time. But a tool like this book can really help you figure that out for yourself early on and almost like place a voice in the back of your head, like a whisper telling you what you deserve all the time. So as you're going about your own dating life and things are spontaneously popping up and guys are popping into your life, you'll always have that whisper in the back of your head telling you that you're enough and that your self-esteem is important and that you have value in this world and you shouldn't settle for anything less than what you deserve. I wish I had your book growing up. And honestly, this book can apply <laughs> to any age because still you're still dating the same concepts go for dating and self-love and self-force yeah. and all that. So it definitely applies to any age, basically. <laughs> I mean, I had one of my friends is like in her 40s and she asked me if the book was for her and I said the same thing I said it's for any age a because on one point you can like reminisce about what it was like to be a teenager and in love and yeah. you can hear you can almost hear it like in the way that I reason through certain situations as a teenager it makes sense that I'm a teenager so it's it's interesting to read and then I think secondly, it just, it applies to all ages. I mean, who doesn't need a reminder that they should be confident in pursuing the dating world and that they should hold themselves to a high standard? I mean, we hear it kind of floating around all the time, but I mean, sometimes it registers more if you just see it as words on a page and you really take a moment to sit down, take it as a means of self-care almost reading this book and really register like what it means to value yourself yeah absolutely what were the craziest experiences you had when you were looking for love i think besides the the fly guy that was probably like number one um i had the love of my life when i was like 16 who I thought was the love of my life um he broke up with me through his mom so his mom sent my mom a breakup text so he didn't even tell me himself he did it through his mom and like wasn't even gonna call me and I had to call him so it that was just like a crazy experience when you think you're emotionally connected to someone but they don't even have the maturity level or like the guts to call you that was just pretty crazy and it just showed I think looking back today more so it just shows how immature boys are as teenagers and we could use that reminder sometimes too like girls I think tend to mature emotionally faster than guys do which is why I like dating older and I think a lot of people like dating older too but yeah, that was probably number one. I'm trying to think of another one uh, without giving away the book. I, I dated my best friend's ex-boyfriend at one point, which got messy. And 
<laughs> crazy and turned out to be a big fight between me and my friend. So there are a bunch of experiences in here. It almost, I've always said it reads like fiction. Like it reads like I'm reading Sex in the City or like a fictional story, but it's really my life. These things happened. I wrote most of these stories like right after it happened. So like I said, the, that breakup, I wrote about it the day of the breakup because writing is such a great way to cope with my emotions. That's crazy. And of course, guys are not as mature as women and at, at any age. That's why I never dated anyone my age. I always dated older guys. Yeah. But sometimes the worst part is older guys are not even mature enough for their age. I know. <laughs> so it happens totally. Do you believe in love languages? And what is yours? Okay, I was literally just talking about this today. Yes, I believe in love languages. And I think they're important to communicate to your significant other in a relationship because there might be like a discrepancy, like your love language might not be the same as theirs and that's fine. But I think having that out in the universe is important. So you understand each other better. So with that said, um, my love language is, I thought it was physical touch for a long time. I'm like a very touchy person. I love hugs. I saw something online that you need like 13 hugs a day or something to survive. So I, I love hugs and like kisses and all that. So physical touch. And also I think words of affirmation for me specifically, a lot of people don't necessarily value it, but for me specifically, like I've never been loved right before. And I mean, this book is proof. I wrote a book about all the guys who haven't loved me right so I think words of affirmation is really key. Like when someone loves me, I want to hear it and I want to hear why and I want it to be like demonstrated. Yeah, I would say mine words of affirmations too because sometimes people love you but they say, oh, I just try to keep it to myself or I just try to show some action. Yes, show some action is great. But also you have to say, because I can't read your mind. I can't say, I mean, I can't tell if you do. And there's something about like hearing it too. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like so special. Like, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, think about it if you're saying, if you're telling your parents that you love them, that never gets old. Like I've been telling my mom that I love her for 20 years and it never loses its meaning so yeah I, I feel like people who avoid saying it almost like I don't know I, I think like take for example like I read something online the other day like these two people who were in a relationship and it had been like three years and the guy didn't tell the girl he loved her because like those words like scared him like that's a red flag. So <laughs> there needs to be like some some means of like words of affirmation in there. Yeah, it's like he's probably because he's so traumatized by his past experiences that he can't even express his feelings because he's afraid to be hurt. When you find someone who is able to be that emotionally vulnerable with you, yeah. But it's after three months, five months, eight months even a year like it will have been worth it as long as you I think what's most important is that you feel it first and foremost yes the words take time as long as it's not three years yeah and also <laughs> actions important too not just words yeah 
I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should feel it first and foremost. The words come later. Yeah. But what's most important is that you feel loved, that you make yourself feel loved, then someone else makes you feel loved. And then if they want to say it, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. What is your number one advice for those who are trying to find love? Oh, I mean, I kind of got at this earlier by saying like practice self-love first. But another thing I would say is just like be yourself. I think that sounds like cliche too. But the number of times I like told white lies to impress a guy and it didn't work out. Like guys are stupid, but they're not that stupid. Like, I mean, it's very obvious. Like, for example, I told a guy once, I think repeatedly throughout the time I was dating him that like, oh, I'm busy on Saturday night because I'm out clubbing or like I'm out partying, which is like not me at all because I was trying to impress him and I was trying to sound mature or older. But someone who loves you will love you for who you are, not for the person you're not or the person you're pretending to be. So that's something that I've definitely realized throughout dating as a teenager, that you should just be authentically yourself however you present yourself I'm a super goofy person and I'm not gonna hide that anymore (laughs) in my relationship so I think it's just important to just be who you are and the people who appreciate that and love you for that will really love you for that and those are the people that you want to keep in your life yeah absolutely why did you decide to end the book talking about mental health So this ties back into self-love as well. Just self-love is crucial, not only in general, but in going about your relationships. So I speak about in my last chapter how I went through this journey with anxiety during the pandemic and was diagnosed with OCD and generalized anxiety disorder. And it was just, it was very difficult to recognize my own worth and the fact that I had value to this world because I was so clouded with these anxious thoughts like I kind of lost my purpose but over time as I like gained I think mental strength like a mental strength that I never had when I was a teenager or realized that I even needed it really helped me in pursuing relationships as well because I I realized that once I could love myself fully and recognize that I do have things to offer to this world and to my career, to my friendships, to my romantic relationships. Once I got that inner confidence, I expanded it outwards in a way that I never had before. So in my previous relationship, when I was 16, I was never able to really fully love him, even though I thought I did because I I was 16 and I was insecure and you know I was recovering from an eating disorder like I didn't know who I was whereas like now I'm 20 and I've lived and I've learned a lot and I think those experiences that I went through with my anxiety and mental health journey have just further made me realize what it means to be a 20 year old girl with problems because who doesn't pursuing actively pursuing love and trying to find like my person in this world and someone who compliments me I was thinking about this the other day like 
love isn't necessarily like infatuation with each other maybe for like a moment or for like the first few weeks of dating it's really when like two individual confident souls come together and that's the type of love that shines the brightest Absolutely, I agree with you. And even I watched the latest Amy Schumer stand up and she talked about love and marriage and all that. She's like, find someone who can stand you <laughs> because yeah. sometimes love goes away after years. But I mean, sometimes for some people it doesn't. Like I know so many people, they still in love and still act like they just met even after many years. So it depends. You know, someone said to me the other day, someone that came to visit me and she said to me, I asked her for advice on my relationship. And she said, one day you might just wake up and not love that person anymore. In the moment I was like, Oh yeah, like you're right. Cause you know, this, this girl is like known as like, you know, dating hero, like she's dated around a lot, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not true. I think when you really love someone, you love them all the time. You might not like them all the time, but you'll always love them. Even when you're arguing, especially when you're arguing, you'll still love them. I don't think if you truly love someone, I don't think that just goes away. Yeah, in some cases it might be. And also like you have to be cautious about who you're taking advice from. How is their life looking exactly. like? So it's like, you know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned mental health in your book as well, because so many teenagers, so many women and so many girls struggle with it, too. I struggled with eating disorder when I was 17, 18, and it was a crazy period of my life when I did that. But then when I became older, I was, of course, I was thinking, what was I doing? Why was I doing this? It was totally not normal. But at that age, you know, you think it's fine. And anxiety didn't come to me, but later, but I, I was actually kind of had a lot of issues with anxiety pandemic too. And it was crazy times for me when I lost like so much weight and then I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't even look at food and I had so many panic attacks. It was crazy, but I'm glad those times are over. But still, mental health is a very important subject. I mean, we have to always talk about it because... So many people struggle with it. And when we discuss those topics, people can relate to it. So it helps many people. I think it's it's very difficult when you're going through those moments of anxiety because you just feel so alone. Even though like deep down, you know, you're not, it, it can just feel very lonely. Like nothing felt more lonely than just sitting in my bedroom and crying and staring at the ceiling and feeling numb during the pandemic and in that last chapter of my book I candidly depict those moments where I'm laying there and I'm I'm shaking and I'm not sure why I'm shaking and I'm having these thoughts but I'm not sure why I'm having these thoughts so those that complexity of like emotions and whatever's going through my head and that confusion that's something that I wanted to really depicted my book in an authentic way because there are no teenagers out there that are talking about that in the way that I think I have in this book I've seen a few Instagram captions from influencers that are 
redeeming, but there aren't, I think, resources out there that are really peer to peer that can help. Because what would have helped me in my moments of distress would be if I saw someone else who was my age going through it and heard from them. So it takes one person to just be vulnerable and put that information out there in the universe. And that's really what I'm trying to do here. It's, it's so crazy to even think about what times we went through and how we survived pandemic. And it's just crazy what our generations after will read about it in our books because that yeah. was crazy moments for everyone and so many people struggle with anxiety especially when you have anxiety that was the worst times because you're stuck in a house and you can't socialize as much and yeah you can't see your friends and interact with your family so it was the worst for me it was too but my anxiety happened later a little bit after like 2021 maybe but I had like sleepless nights. I couldn't go to sleep. My heart would just, I would get like crazy panic attacks in the middle of the night. And it was just it was crazy. Oh, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. But it really does make us stronger. Yeah. Pandemic, I think nothing's ever going to happen like that again in our lifetimes. Like that was, I think, the lowest of lows. And now that we've all collectively hit that low together, yeah they're that low standard so if something in your life goes wrong you can always say to yourself oh at least it's not the pandemic anymore so <laughs> i don't know how to survive the pandemic yeah like <laughs> we worst, did it we can move on yeah the worst covid for me it, it didn't hit me during pandemic but it hit me after 2021 in summertime when everyone already took their masks off i had the worst covid i almost died and oh my gosh yeah, it was definitely a crazy experience wow well we all made it yeah things can't get any worse (laughs) so Um, true so true and i'm sorry that you had to go through so much as well but you're now actual the role model for us and for girls to take advice from thank you yeah i think it took a long time to to reach that point like writing has always been my therapy and it took me like half a year to write about my anxiety which is rare for me because usually if I'm feeling something, I just run straight to the computer and I start writing it down. But this took a while because I was processing what I was going through and I wanted to make sure I understood. But I think what makes the writing so authentic is that I don't fully understand and I didn't fully understand in that time. And showing that to people is what will be relatable. Yeah. Anxiety isn't, like a a crystal clear thing. Like you can't just take a step back and go, why am I feeling anxious today? Like sometimes there's just no answer. It comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. There's no reason. Yeah. You feel anxious and you kind of have to go, okay, I'm anxious today. I'm not going to sit here and ruminate over why I'm anxious. I'm going to let that confusion sit with me and I'm going to find comfort in the confusion and I'm going to move on. Yeah. So I, I didn't need to be searching for the answers. I needed to be showing people that it is that confusion that's normal. It was normal all along. Wow. Thank you so much, Carrie, for sharing your experience and your book. So where can our listeners purchase the book and where they can find you and how they can contact you? 
So you can order my book, my real life rom-com. It's out today, September 19th. You can order it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, and you could go into a Barnes and Noble bookstore and get it right now. And my Instagram is at Carrie Burke. Love it. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.